I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Time for a quick check-in with our friends over at the BBC to look at some of the events making international headlines. Pete Ross is on the line. G'day, Pete. Hello. Good uh, evening. Nice to have you here. Um, the Chinese Lunar New Year is uh, coming up this week, and this can tell us some things about China's economy. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's a huge holiday. It uh, involves the largest a- annual human migration in the world. It's expected that nine billion trips are going to take place uh, across China uh, as the annual festival runs for 40 days. It begins on Friday. And I reckon, it, as you say, it gives us a good opportunity to have a little look in uh, to see, you know, to check in on the health of the world's second largest economy, because the the holiday, obviously, with all those people moving around, people spending money, it can provide an economic boost, particularly at a time when uh, economists had predicted that the Chinese economy was going to rebound after those lean COVID mm. years. Remember that China was, you know, had lockdown policies on for far longer than most countries in the world. But there are signs that, that China's econ- economy has not rebounded in the way that it was expected. It's spluttering a little bit. So this provides an opportunity to give that a bit of a boost. You've got people, you know, Consumer spending should be on the rise as people spend on things like gifts and decorations, clothing, things like that, but also food. And one item that you would expect to see on most families' tables over the holiday period is pork. It's an ingredient synonymous with prosperity and abundance in China. And it would be, you know, if you didn't have pork on your table at some point over these holidays in China, it'd be a bit like not having turkey at Thanksgiving in the United States. However, according to economists, um, pork vendors have been struggling and the holiday's not going to offer them the respite that they possibly hoped for. Bloomberg says that pork prices have fallen by about a fifth compared to a year ago. Uh, Pork demand has been sluggish for quite a while now. And it doesn't seem to be growing. As far as consumption itself, according to the uh, economists Shanghai JCI, consumption fell by about a million tons to 54 million. Now, that doesn't sound dramatic, but it is a significant drop, especially at a time when you would expect people to be buying more pork because of this big, massive holiday. So it does point that China's economy and consumer confidence is not quite where it was expected to be. I like that. The CPI, the Chinese Pork Index. Um, very interesting. Yes, topic. exactly. Now, um, heading to Europe, Pete, and Spanish farmers are protesting. What's the story there? 
Yeah, a little bit closer to home from where I'm speaking to you from today. But Spanish farmers are due to go on protest this week, um, mainly protesting against strict European regulations and a lack of government support for a range of, of challenges that the sector is facing. You know, some of that is specific to Spain, such as uh, in the south of the country, it's been hit by drought in the last couple of years. That severely affected the uh, production of important crops such as olives and rice. Um, but Spanish farmers also say they're struggling to compete with products imported from the outside the EU at lower prices. So they're, they're out there uh, protesting in the tractors, road blockades from tomorrow are expected over a whole range of issues. And goodness me, we're all over the place today. Let's go to South America or Central America rather and um, a cons- some potential constitutional reforms in Mexico. Yeah, this is an interesting one because, um, you know, obviously a, a constitution is not an easy thing to, to tinker with, if, if if that's the right way to put it. And and not not least in Mexico, you need a two thirds majority in Congress in, in order to change the constitution, something which President Andres Manuel López Obrador, his party, does not have. Um, but I think more than just what he's set to announce, which is a wide uh, a wide ranging uh, package of measures, including overhauls of the judiciary, elections, pensions, all sorts of stuff. But it's the timing of this because it comes just a couple of months or just a few months before voters in Mexico head to the polls. Mm-hmm. Under Mexican law, presidents can only serve for one term and uh, President Lopez Obrador's term ends in September. So to announce this huge raft of significant measures when he's essentially about to leave office and he doesn't have a chance of getting it through Congress has raised a few eyebrows. Now, commentators there are saying that it's essentially he's trying to set up, um, you know, his his you know, his successor, um, you know, the, the person that he would hope that would come behind him to, to replace him and to sort of shift the um, the political narrative there. Now, the polls in Mexico currently favour a Claudia Scheinbaum. She's the former Mex- uh, mayor of Mexico City, and she has promised continuity with uh, Lopez Obrador's agenda if she's elected president. Now, as I said, we don't know exactly the specifics of all of what's going to be announced, but one of particular interest is a Uh, It was announced last week, uh, a ban on the consumption of drugs such as fentanyl. And that no doubt has come after um, a period of extended pressure from Washington and President Joe Biden. Um, because of uh, he's asked Mexico to devote more resources to stem the flow of the illegal drug of fentanyl into the U.S. Mexico says it doesn't come from there, but the U.S. is very concerned about this. Fentanyl deaths have more than tripled in the United States from 2016 to 2021. So that will be one to keep an eye out for, for sure. Great stuff. Pete Ross from the BBC, thank you very much as always. Cheers. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. 
Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.